finishing up this series, How to Energize Your Life. And, and I wondered, does anyone notice that life can be challenging? Have you guys figured that out? I mean, about time you get it figured out, some things change. And I find that it's really easy to get off track, uh, to get running so fast that life becomes lifeless. You know, it's sometimes we're just shifting gears. We're, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're making the, this decision or that decision, we're, we're dealing with this situation or that situation, and, and we're just shifting gears and there's no real purpose in, in our lives. And the, the sad reality is that many are operating with the fuel tank empty. And we can't stay on the highway. The, the fact is we, we're breaking down. And that's not God's design for our life. In fact, God has a lot better plan for our life. God has a lot to say about living life to, to its fullest, uh, keeping those tanks full in, in our life. And so today we're, we're going full throttle. And we're going to look at how, how do we keep those tanks full. And what I'm going to do is kind of review a, a little bit and talk about some of the, the throttles that we hit uh, through this series. And, um, you know, I, I just think that the, these throttles become uh, just vital. In fact, one of, one of the throttles that we hit in this, me- in this series was... Uh, that um, connection to other people throttle, you know? That sounded pretty good, huh? <laughs> you know, we, we hit that throttle, and we talked about healthy friendships are essential. They're essential in, in, in your life. That, that healthy friendships are energizing. In, in a world that I believe that encourages kind of superficial relationships that are, that are geared toward, we're, we're kind of geared in this world toward disconnecting, uh, toward isolation, that it is essential that you take steps in your life, deliberate steps in building relationships in your life. And because uh, your friends have so much influence and impact in your life, we, we talked about the importance of those close relationships uh, challenging us mentally in, in our lives, that our, our friends support us emotionally. And as Christians, I believe they should strengthen us spiritually. In other words, we ought to be moving the, the same direction. And we talked a lot about how to build those real, authentic, deep relationships. And uh, we, we t- talked about what God's Word had to say about that. Proverbs 18 says, A person who wants to have friends must show themselves to be a friend. To be a friend. Uh, the best way to have friends is to be the kind of friend that, that you want to have. And I, I gave us some uh, Sobe advice through this. And we talked about having no fear that we... When it comes to relationships, so be interested in others. You know, selfishness is a, is a guarantee to a lonely life. Have you figured that out? If you're just concerned with your needs, your aches, your pains, your desires, your goals, what's happening in your life, you're not going to have many friends in life. In fact, you're going to end up kind of doing life alone. You know, we talked about, so be, so be positive in, in your outlook. Be positive 
with your words. And I, and I really can't say enough on that one that words are powerful. We're to use our words. And my question to you is, are you using your words to encourage people, to build people up, to challenge people, to make a difference in the people's lives who you love and who you care about? And then we talked about, so notify your face and so be with your countenance. You know, smile. Look like you're, you're enjoying life. Uh, people don't want to be around when we're all gloom and doom and, and we never have that joy. We talked about so be a good listener. That when you listen, you connect with other people. That's why God gave you one mouth and how many ears? Two. Because he knew that was important. He knew that we would struggle with that. We talked about, so be honest. You know, honesty means that, that we quit pretending. You know, we drop our masks. We, we show, you ready for this? Our flaws, our shortcomings, our struggles. That we are willing with our friends to speak what's true. You know, to, to be honest with them. That's the kind of relationship we need in our life. And that kind of relationship requires that there be an atmosphere of acceptance. It's not, I love you if you do such and such, or I love you because of such and such. It's, it's I love you no matter what. And, and acceptance has to be the foundation in every relationship if it's going to go anywhere. We talked about, so be confidential. Be confidential. Relationships thrive when you realize you can trust the other person. But relationships are destroyed all the time when you find out you couldn't trust that person. And so friendships, when they're healthy, again, they're life-giving. They're amazing. When you're in a pinch, when you're down and, and hurting, you're going to find friends. Friends are essential. And we talked about they're better than gold. You, you couldn't ask for anything better when you're in the pinch. You know, we uh, got a, another throttle as we hit it, and it was a perspective on problems, you know. You know, we, we talked about jolts, you know, those jolts that kind of hit you in life. And sometimes you get rocked in life. Sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you get knocked out in life. And, and those times, they're blue. I mean, they're just blue. And I believe in the, those moments, you've got to remember that it's all positive. It's all positive. And it, and it sounds kind of odd, but the reality is that God takes those jolts in our life whether they're big or medium or small, and God takes them and he makes them a positive. God has a purpose, hear that, a purpose behind every jolt in, in your life. doesn't mean he makes them happen, but he uses them for his purpose. You know, we, we looked at how to handle the, those jolts. And First Peter, it says this, Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. See, Paul, or, uh, Peter understood us when, when the, we were going to jump to that conclusion. He says, instead, be glad that you're in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process. Get this, with glory just around the corner. You know, God uses jolts 
to develop us, to change us, to help us reach our God-given potential. And the reality is you, you can make all kinds of plans in your life. You can set goals. You can establish what your priorities are. You can chart your path and figure out what you're going to do all the days of your life. But you know how God directs? One of the ways with problems, with disappointment, with pain, with suffering. God jolts you, and he gets your attention. It's kind of God's way of saying, hello, we're going to try a different direction now. We're going to try a different season in your life. Sometimes it's like a warning light that things aren't the way they need to be. Uh, And the reality is most of us, if we're honest, we don't like to change. You know, we just don't. But you get a 220 jolt in your life and and suddenly you go, oh, I think I'll change. You know, it's like, you know, surprise because it motivates us. It pushes us in in our lives. When when we face problems in our life, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to join God's plan to uh, kind of assess our life and and see what's going on. And I believe God uses that time because he's more interested in your integrity than he is your image. He's more interested in what is inside you than what's outside. You know, most of us, if we're honest, we're more interested in our image. True? You know, as long as I look good, even if I'm a mess, even if it's all botched up inside, as long as I look good... It's okay. And God says, you know what? I'm concerned with who you are, who you are. And we talked about that you can't get hung up on the, the whys. Why is this happening to me? Why, why the problems? The fact is that's not what's important. I mean, you may have caused your problems. Someone else may have caused them. They may have just happened. But you can't take and, and fixate on the wise, trying to fix a blame on someone. And I encouraged you to ask a simple question of God, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to burn off in my life? I mean, maybe God in that, that jolt uh, in your life is trying to get you to burn off uh, selfishness or, or pride. Uh, maybe he's trying to help you get a handle on, you know, materialism or, or um, pride... Um, in your life that's just messing you up. Maybe it's impatience he's trying to get a handle on. Maybe he's trying to get something straightened out in your life, uh, a priority that's all squirreled up or some sin in your life or maybe your insecurity. You know, maybe God's just trying to get you to learn to trust him with everything, with everything, not just some things, but everything. You don't have to know why. You don't have to always understand it. But you got to always remember when that jolt happens that God's going to use it. Your problem really isn't your problem. Your problem's your problem when you don't respond to the problem the way that God would have us. The, the fact is, how you respond to your problems makes all the difference in the world. If you respond the wrong way, if you lose God's perspective, if you start blaming other people for your problems, if you become bitter and angry and resentful in your life, you've got a problem. You've got a problem in your life. You know, 
They, when, when you allow that anger and that resentment to build, it will mess you up. You know, when, when, when you throw your values out the door because of a problem or you refuse to forgive someone or you focus on the problem, and here's a big one, instead of focusing on God. And I encourage you to ask that simple question, God, what do you want me to learn? Allow God to, to teach you in, in those moments. And God promises he'll take that negative situation and it'll become a positive one in your life. You know, another throttle that, that we hit was allowing God's word to influence and, and change us and vault us to, to that next level. You know, we just hit it and go... <laughs> God's word is so amazing. Second uh, Timothy 3 says, The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God. And it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what is right. You know, we, we talked about taking God's word and we've literally had a, a safe out here and we said we've got to take it out of the vault. You know, what people do is they put the Bible in the vault and they go, oh man, God's word is amazing and, it, and it's, it's so full of richness and everything. I'm taking really good care of it though. I'm keeping it in that safe there. And friends, if you're going to vault your life, if you're going to vault your faith, take, take your life to that next level, you've got to open up that vault you got to take the Bible out and use it as a guide in your life. That's what it's there for, to, to help you make good decisions, to, to give you encouragement, to give you examples for living, to, to make a difference. you got to allow it to impact you, you know, to, to make that difference. If you make a commitment, you know, we talked about different commitments you got to make. you got to make a commitment to hearing God's Word. That's what we're doing here today, you know. That's why it's important to be at church regularly. Why? Because every time you hear God's word, it enables you, it empowers you, it, it vaults you to a new level in, in your life. But we talked about hearing isn't enough. It's not enough. You, you need more. And so we've got to make this commitment to, to reading and studying and memorizing, yes, memorizing, memorizing God's word and meditating on God's word. You know, why do we do that? Because, again, that's where we find direction when we're lost, when we're not sure what to do. It's where we find encouragement when you're down, when you're struggling. It's where you find hope when all hope's lost. You're not sure where it is. You know, it's, the Bible's kind of God's invitation to a relationship, and God says, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. I want to help you navigate life. And so, again, you've got to take the Bible out of the vault. You got to take it off the shelf, the coffee table, whatever. Dust it off, and you got to open it up, and you got to drink it in. And we talked about that. We've got to take it out of that vault and put it in this vault, because someday, remember, God's going to put us in this vault. And I don't want to waste my life. And that's the risk that, that we run if we don't allow God's word to influence what we do while we're still breathing on this planet. There's another throttle 
we, we declared full-out war on a monster in our life, and we hit that throttle hard, you know. We talked about the importance of seeing yourself as God sees you. Because I believe if you can ever grasp that and see how God sees you, it changes everything. It changes everything in your life. You know, Jesus said, you know the truth, and what? And the truth will set you free. And the truth is, you're acceptable. You're valuable. You're capable. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You were made on purpose for a purpose. You are forgivable. You know, God has invested in you. And God, God, get this, God knows everything. He knows everything that you've ever done. And he knows everything you'll ever do in your life. And guess what? He still loves you. It's an amazing thing. There is nothing that you can do that will make God love you less. And for those of you that are on the performance track, you think you're going to earn your way there, there's nothing you can do that's going to make God love you more. You see, God loves you. He loves you. And I think when you let that sink in, it changes how you live life. It changes who you are. Now, now don't get me wrong. God loves you so much, he's not going to let you stay where you're at. He's not going to let you stay the same. God is going to work in your life. He's going to help you reach your full God-given potential. But he loves you, period. It's not a question mark. You can take that one to the bank. He loves you. One more, and it's actually what we started with, and that's a vision throttle. We said we were going to amp our world, that we needed to live beyond ourselves, that we needed to see the world the way God sees the world. 1 John 4, 8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. It implies that you can't love God without loving people. Just that simple. If you want to amp your world, I said you've got to look around you. You've got to be attentive. You've got to look people in the eyes. You don't hurry past people. In fact, what we've got to do is slow down a little bit, stop, and notice the people around us. There are people in your life that you pass every single day that are going through serious stuff, serious stuff, whether it's in the home or in your neighborhood or at work or maybe, maybe they serve with you on, on a team here, here at church. You see, you've got to be attentive and you've got to make a decision to take a risk, make a decision that you're going to be a listening ear, that, that you're going to offer prayer for that person, that you're going to do something. I mean, can you imagine what would happen if all of us here today just made that decision to to put love into practice in our lives? Now, I said faith fellowship has the ability to start a revolution, to change our communities, our families, 
to ultimately change the world. I truly believe that if we can get perspective. Now, what I want to do is try and bring this all together. You know, because I know what happens when I finish with a, a series. Some of you, as we've went through this series, you know, something touched your heart. You know, I've, I've got emails, talked to people, and, and I know. And some of you decided that you're going to hit that throttle in, in this area or that area. And so some of you, last week, all right, just see if this is you. Some of you last week, when I was talking uh, about friendships, you know, and we were doing all the Sobe stuff, you were going... You know what? I am going so be gold, man. I am really going to tank it up in this area of my life. Friends, 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 friends. That's what it's going to be about. I'm going to work hard in this area. I'm going extra large on this one. You know, I'm going to drink it in. I'm going to take this stuff, and man, I'm going to savor it. Just a minute, because I really want some friends. Oh, man, this is good. Mm. Here's what happened. Some of you hit the parking lot. That was it. No change. No action. No follow through. Now, some of you, you connected. But it's going to be short term. Because you're going to hit an obstacle, you're going to get bored, and you're going to bail. Back on the old track, round and round we go. Some of you, you're going to follow through, and you're going to work in this area. And you're going to hit some challenges along the way, but you're going to keep at it. You're going to keep plugging away. And a few years from now, you're going to be going, wow, God, my life has changed. Man, look at me. Look at my friends. It's made a difference. This is great. I mean, wow, God. Some of you decided when we were uh, talking about amping up our, our world and um, when we were... Talking about that, God kind of pressed on you a little bit. And you go, man, I realize I'm living this selfish life. You know, I've got to get my eyes off myself. I'm going to focus on other people. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to amp it up, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going high octane. Mmm. Now, here's how we twist it. It goes something like this. You know what? I'm going to do stuff. I'm going to work at a food pantry. I'm going to tutor kids that are struggling. I'm going to help out at the nursing home. I'm going to take food to all my neighbors. And I'm going to run errands for shut-ins. On Tuesday, I'm going to work at an AIDS clinic, answer the phone for the teen hotline. And on Wednesday, you get my idea here? You're going to go all crazy, and you're going to burn out 
the first week. You see, one of a couple things happen. You either fry or you begin doing so many things that you don't have any impact and you end up kind of being shallow. And I'll say what I'm always saying to our leadership, and that is focus, focus, focus. You know, you, you have to focus. You have to settle down and focus. Some of you talked about it. You were excited. You made it past the parking lot. You made it to lunch. But you've never taken the step yet. You've never taken the step. Some of you, some of you will start serving. And you will try a few things. And you will find your place. You will find a a place where your passions and your talents begin to align. And you'll go, man, this is incredible. I'm making a difference. Wow, God's using me. Can you imagine? Now, I could walk you through every single one of the topics. I'm not going to do that. But that's what we do so many times. You know, you get excited. You give a lip service, but no action. Some actually take and take a step, but then they bail after a short time because it didn't work out. And some of you, and hear this, are what I would call gear shifters. And it goes something like this. You you hear a message, you get all excited. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be there. I am all over it. And that becomes your focus until the next thing comes along that jazzes you up. And what you do is you drop that and do this now. And in fact, I would bet you, don't raise your hand, please, but some of you, if you're honest, if you're honest, through this series, you've shifted gears a few times. I'm going to amp up my world. That's what I'm here for. Man, I, that's right. I need to get out there. And a couple weeks later, you're going, you know what? That amp stuff, it's not what I thought it would be. But I'm going to assault the monster in my life. That's the real deal. And you just shift gears all the time. Some of you start throttling the, this area or that area of your life. And you stay at it, and pretty soon it becomes part of your life. It becomes second nature. But here's where I'm going to get in your grill a little bit. Because most of us are seriously evolved in our, in our lives. We are developed when, when it comes to this process thing. And it looks more like this, I, I think. Wow, I'm going to to really deal with the monster. I heard him loud and clear. I am going to embrace the fact that I was made for a purpose, that I'm going to see myself the way God sees me. I'm going to get out of this rut. I'm going to think different so that I can become what I think. I'm totally committed. In fact, I'm doubling up my effort, man. I am, oh, I am all over this one. Oh, I've got to make this work. I've got to. Now, here's where we get more developed, okay? More calculating in in our life. 
you go, okay, I'm going to deal with the monster. Ooh, I'm going to deal with it. But getting into God's word, that vault thing that you talked about, little bit extreme, little bit extreme. You know, a little bit of this goes a long, long way. And you know, Pastor, I've been checking up on this whole vault thing, and it's got too much caffeine in it. it is, I don't think it's really healthy. Besides, you know, I'm kind of on overload with the monster. Some of you took a different approach, you know. You were feeling guilty because of the Bible thing, and us talking about not reading our Bibles and opening it up. So what you did, you went to the store, you bought two Bibles because you're really going to read. You're really going to study. You signed up for five Bible studies, and you're going, I'm getting fat, baby. I am going to get fat. I am going to gorge myself on God's Word. I am going to get so fat. And I hope you understand, Pastor. Not going to have much time for friends. Not going to have much time for helping people. Uh, but I'm going to drink a lot, a lot of vault, man. I am all over that vault thing. I'm going to drink, 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 drink. Don't have room for amp. I don't have room for Sobe. You know, all those things that you talked about, I just don't have a space for. Now, here's where the rubber hits the highway. If you're going to live a full throttle life, if you're going to live the kind of life that God intended, if you're going to have the kind of octane, the kind of fuel that's needed for living, you need all these things for the engines to run smooth. No shortcuts. See, if, if you have this pick and choose mentality, you know, I'll take a lot of this, man, I love this stuff. Mm. We'll have just a little. Oh, 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 too much. You want it? I don't need this. The fact is, this pick and choose mentality, if that's how you operate, you're going to find that the fuel runs low, that the engines run rough, that the carburetor gets choked, that you short circuit, that the wheels get out of balance, that you're going to break down along the way. If you're going to live full throttle, if you're going to live the kind of life that God intended, you see, they all connect us, and we need them all. See, we need all of this stuff in our lives. I need it. I need to keep the tank full. Now, catch this. If, you, if Let's say you're struggling 
with your self-image. You want to assault the monster. This all connects because you're going to need some friends, some close friends next to you who encourage you and love you for who you are, who want the best for you. You're going to need to get in the vault. You know, you're going to need to get in that vault and open God's word and allow yourself to hear the plans that God has for your life, the the price he was willing to pay for you, how much God really loves you in your life. You know, and good luck, if you think you can handle that self-image thing, focusing on yourself, you got to amp your vision. You got to amp your vision. Get your eyes off yourself. It, it start making a difference in someone else's life because when you get others center stage, self-image soars. And, and when more problems come, and they will, watch out. Because your self-image can take a huge hit because it's imperative that you see the problems from God's perspective. You know, when you ask, what can I learn? You have an opportunity to grow, to get stronger, to purify. And when that negative problem, all of a sudden you're learning and it builds you. See, it lifts you up, lifts you up. Let's say you want to amp your world. Well, how do they connect? You, you want to you see the world as God sees it? Again, you've got to open up the vault because God has a lot to say. He's going to help you. He's going to give you wisdom for working with other people. He's going to grow your heart and help you be gracious and, and loving. He's going to vault your, your faith, and, but you've got to open it up. You've got to open up God's word if you want to grow, if you want to grow. You're going to need close friends alongside as a source of encouragement when things go kind of awry, when you're trying to help other people. They may be, you may be able to pull them in as support or help. And you're going to have problems along the way. And if you don't get God's perspective on whatever the problem is, you know, what can I learn? You might just unplug and quit doing the amp thing. They're all connected. They're all vital It's not optional. It's not optional. You know, one day Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment is. And Jesus boiled it down to two things, two throttles. And those two throttles, he said this. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's what we're called to do, friends. To see if we get this right, then I can get this right in my life. All the stuff we talked about in this series, we need it all. We need all of it to make this work and this work. We need it all, every bit of it. If you want to get your motors running, you know, if you want to get out on that highway of life, you got to go full on all the throttles, all the throttles. You know, it keeps the the tanks from going empty. It, It keeps you on that highway. You know, life, life is an adventure. 
Totally. Sometimes it gets wild. But friends, it's an amazing, amazing ride. Amazing ride.